Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Let your glory fill this place. Let your all-consuming fire fill this tabernacle and purify our Surround us in this place. Want you to breathe new life within us. share the video just share it just put it in your stream just dm a few people my god rain on us my god breathe on us shower down shower down send your spirit my god thank you thank you thank you my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, my God, my God, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, we glorify you. My God, we praise you. 
My God, we bless your name. My God, my God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, we glorify you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Send your spirit, Lord. Let your glory fill this place. My God. Oh. Yeah. Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for all of you who are sharing the video. Thank you. Thank you. Rain on us, Lord God. Let your glory fill this place. I don't know about you, but I always can use a refreshing. Like God promised us brand new mercies every morning. So why would I get up with anything less? No, Father God, rain on us. Father God, breathe on us. Lord God, shower down everything we need. We stand in need of. As a matter of fact, Father God, like, yeah, purify my heart. That's good, Melissa. Just rain down on us. Breathe on us, Lord God. Shower down healing, my God. Let your kingdom come. Let your perfect will be done in our life, Lord God. Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over this day. We plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional. We plead the blood of Jesus over our ears. We plead the blood of Jesus over our eyes. We plead the blood of Jesus over our mind. We thank you, Father God, and plead the blood of Jesus over our feet that we will not run quickly or swift into evil, Father God. We will not take part of gossip today. We will not murmur. We will not complain. Father God, we plead the blood of Jesus over this day. We drive out every force of darkness, every demon, every principality that will try to hinder us, that will try to get in our way, that will try to keep us from being focused. We will not be distracted today. Why, Lord God? Because you're going to breathe on us. Father God, breathe on us. Father God, breathe on us. Holy Spirit, fill this place. Fill our homes, but fill this temple. Fill this temple, Lord God. Have your way in our life. Have your way in our life. Have your way in our life. Holy Spirit, fill this temple. Fill this temple. Fill this temple. My God, we glorify you. My God, we bless you. My God, we praise you. My God, we magnify you. We give you permission, Daddy. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Strengthen us, Lord God. Refresh us, Lord God. Breathe on us, Lord God. Empower us, Lord God. Lord God, let us resemble your glory. Let us carry your glory. Let us be filled with your glory. Let us be anchored in your truth. My God shower down. My God shower down. My God shower down. My God shower down. Lord, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart, Father God, my God, in the name of Jesus, fill, 
fill our mouths, Lord God, with good things. Fill our mouths with good things, Lord God. Fill our mouths with good things, Lord God. Good things, Lord God. Fill our mouths with good things, Lord God. Psalms 81 and 10 says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it, right? Open your mouth wide. Praise my name. Bless me. Glorify me. When you open your mouth in praise, God says here in the word, he will fill it. He will fill it with good things. He will fill it with the things you need. So Father God, we glorify you. We magnify you, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. You are our joy. You are our strength. You are our way maker. You are King of Kings. You are Lord of Lords. You are the great I am. You are the beginning and the end. You are our way maker. You are my stabilizer. You are my strength, Lord God. My God. That's what the word says. Psalms 81 and 10. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. That's a guarantee and a promise. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we bless you. Lord God, we magnify you. Holy, 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 holy. The angels cry out, holy is he. Holy is he. Holy is he. He is our stabilizer. That has been in my spirit lately that God is my stabilizer. He stabilizes me. I just was like, Lord, you are my stabilizer. I'm stable before you. I'm stable before you, right? I'm stable. You are my stabilizer. You secure me, Lord God. You bring me into my wealthy place. You cause me to prosper. My God, you are my stabilizer, Lord God. I thank you for stabilizing me. When we say God is our stabilizer, we're saying he's, come on, Holy Spirit. When we say God is our stabilizer, we say he's the substance that's added to us. Right? He's the substance that's added to us. And when God stabilizes you, the substance, like when you add a stabilizer to something, when God stabilizes you, it's to prevent an unwanted alteration. My God. It's to prevent an unaltered situation. You won't be altered. You won't be moved. God, you are our stabilizer. You add to us. You make firm our footing. You make our feet like hind feet. Your word establishes us. Do you know how powerful that is? God is your stabilizer. He adds to you. When the Holy Spirit, when you're so full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to walk in purpose. You're going to walk in the fullness of who you are. You're going to walk in just a, a, a different position when you realize that God stabilizes you, that he adds to you so that nothing can alter you. That's my God. That is so powerful. Father God, we thank you for stabilizing us. And I love when he backs things up for me in scripture, right? Psalms 81 and 10. He gave me three scriptures this morning, right? I'm the Lord, your God who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I'm going to fill it. That means he stabilizes us in 
in provision. My God, come on now. He stabilizes us in position. Come on, Holy Spirit. Joshua 10 and 8. The Lord said to Joshua, the Lord said to Lakeisha, the Lord said to Meredith, the Lord said to Shamika, the Lord said to Jacqueline. My God, he you ought to you ought to make that de your declaration. You you ought to make that part of your story. You ought to make that what you declare every day that God stabilizes me. He adds to my substance. So when we submit to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I submit to you. I'm asking God to stabilize me. Then Joshua 10 and 8 says, the Lord says, do not be afraid of them. I love, I love the Lord. Like I love, do not be afraid of them. I have given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand you. This morning I was I was trying not to wake the boys up, but about 2.30, I woke up and the enemy was trying to press a thought in my head. He was, he was trying to press a thought in my head, but I immediately recognized that that was not my thought, nor was that thought coming to me from God, right? And so as I, he was trying to press the thought, as he was trying to put the thought in my head, I immediately began to cast down the thought, the, the stronghold. And God brought me to Joshua 10 and 8. And he said, Lakeisha, I'm going to remind you again, right? I'm going to remind you again that you fight. And my uncle has been teaching this lately. You fight from a place of victory. And I was just let, I was just standing there and I was just laying in the bed and my insides begin to get lit up. That's why, see, you got to read the word from the position as if God is talking to you. That has been a lot of our problem. We read the word as if it's supernatural, mythical, and does not belong to us. You have to read the word from the position that God is talking to you. And so as I was reading it this morning, he was like, you fight already from a win-win situation. You're not trying to get the victory. You already have the victory in Christ Jesus, right? You already have the victory in Christ Jesus. So he took me to Joshua 20, 10 and 8. And he said, the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid. The Lord said to Lakeisha, can, can I tell y'all something? Um, within the last, like maybe 48 hours, um, the enemy was coming fast for one of my sons, right? Coming fast for one of my sons. And he had a wreck that totaled his car. It was a, to it was a total collision, right? But he walked away from this wreck. He got a little pain. He got a little headache. His spine is bothering him. But God was reminding me, you fight from a place of victory. You already dispatched the angels. You already release angels over your house. You do not need to be afraid. You do not need to be afraid of the enemy that requires your life. You already released angels that was already set up to be a victory. And I was like, my God, he said, you're not fighting from a place as if you've not won. You're fighting from a place as if you've already won. You just got to stand in it. You just got to open your mouth wide so that I can feel it. You just like, got to let my kingdom come and my will be done in your life. And so as I was reflecting this morning on the word and reflecting on what God was saying to me, he says, do not be afraid of them. I've given them to your hand. Not one, not one situation, not one circumstance, not like nothing, nothing is going to be able to advance against you. No weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. No circumstance, no situation. I'm preventing the enemy from 
winning against you, right? I'm preventing the enemy from winning against you. Why? Because you fight from a place of victory in Christ Jesus. And I was just, I was just laying there and I was just meditating in Joshua 20, 10 and 8. And I was like, God, this is so real. Like we are already set up. See, and this is how I act and talk to myself. I was like, this is so real. Like we are already set to win from a place of victory. Like you have already fixed this fight, right? You've already fixed this fight. We are already set to win. There is nothing that we stand in need of. There is nothing that we need to worry about. And the reason why is we already have the victory in Christ Jesus. Then he gave me one more scripture and that's Isaiah 30 and 21. And I've been hearing this scripture in the last few days and he released it to sure. I'm going to back it up to the 21st. It says, the Lord will give you the bread of, of, of adversity and the water of affliction, but your teacher will no longer hide himself with your own eyes. You will see him. Lord, thank you for allowing us to see you with our own eyes. And he said, and whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear this command you command behind you. This is the way walk in it. So you don't have to worry about if you're in the wrong direction, if you're going in the wrong way. When you set your, your mind on things above, the Holy Spirit will tell you which direction to go in. The Holy Spirit will tell you which step to take. Stop worrying about, oh my gosh, if I do this, if it's going to work. Some of us, sometimes God is pulling us into, no, some of you, thank you, Holy Spirit, correct me, are being pulled in such a place of faith that the Lord is already giving you the directions. You just got to take the leap. You just got to take the jump. You can't quench that. You can't sit on that because wherever you go, whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear this command behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. So there's wisdom for you for this day. My God, I love how intentional God is with us. There's wisdom for you for this day. There's protection for you to, for this day. There's provision for you to, for this day. And it's all found in the word. That's how intentional God is with us. That he wakes up in, in the morning and he goes, okay, here, here's your recipe for the day. Here's your recipe for today, baby. This is going to prevent you from falling. Here's your recipe for today, baby. This is going to prevent you from becoming discouraged. Here is your recipe for today. Here is your word. Here is my assignment. Here are the things that I'm giving you. Here is how I'm going to encourage you. Here is how I'm going to uplift you. Here is your recipe for today. These are your scriptures. Meditate on the law day and night. Thank you, Father God, for giving us the wisdom. Thank you, Father God, for giving us direction. Thank you, Father God, for giving us divine impartation, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for giving our enemies over into our hands, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that no one will be able to withstand us, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, that you are filling our mouths with good things. And that's how we take our position. That's the When God wakes you up saying to you, you've already won. You fight from a place of victory. Now, let me back this up in the word. He's simply saying to you, you lack, I'm not, when, <laughs> you're not left without anything. You're not lacking anything. You just have to come to know God as the good shepherd. You need to become familiar with his ways and not just his hand. We do not seek after God for things. And this is how, 
This is, this is how the Lord speaks to us. This is the work. Like he has a, a concoction, right? He has a daily dose of medicine where he'll give you the word you need to sustain you for where you're at. That blessed me. Like that blessed, that blessed me. That blessed me so. Like that blessed me so. So when we all sit at the table together in the morning. Y'all gonna make me throw this laptop. Y'all gonna make me take off running. So when we sit up all at the table this morning and God writes the script for us, we don't casually take this as the word. This is the Lord speaking to us. So he said for you today, Yara, I am the Lord your God, Yara, who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide, woman of God, and I'm going to fill it, right? That's what he said. And then he said to you, Jessica, I am the Lord. The Lord said to Jessica, do not be afraid of them. I've given them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to withstand to you. And then he says to you, Nisi, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and fill it with good things, right? And then he says to you, Shannon, and whether you turn to the right or the left, your ears will hear this command behind you, Larie. This is the way walk in it. My God, God will speak to you about every circumstance, every situation. If you just calm down and listen to him, he's already provided a way of escape. He's already provided a way. He's, uh, he's your reasonable portion. He's your daily bread. Can I give, let me, can I just give you that? Can I give you just one more? And then I'm going to give you a little bit more on Lord being our shepherd, mate, right? God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. My God. I, Matt, I'm going to give it to you twice. I'm going to give it to you in Matthew 4 and 4. It says, but Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Say it again. Say it again. Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. I'm not going I'm not living on nothing else. I'm not, I, I'm not living. It is my declaration daily that I live up. I live by, I live by my seed and by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. Nobody provides for me, but God, nobody. I leave, live by my seed because there's seed time and harvest and by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. Let me give it to you in Deuteronomy eight and three. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you. He humbled you to teach you. He humbled you to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from, from God's mouth, from the mouth of the Lord. My God, from the mouth of the Lord, that's what you live on. So when we get up in the morning and he's giving us scripture and he's giving us word, he's teaching us. You're not living on your job. You're not, you're not living, you're not living on your job. You're not living by anything else. You're not living by your spouse. You're not living by your children. No, you're going to live on every word that proceeds out my mouth, right? Because those things rot and fade away. That's what the scripture says. Those things rot and those things fade away. 
that stuff will fade away. All the stars in the sky will fade away. The sky will roll up. All the stars will wither. All of those things will fade away, but the word will not fade away. The word will not fade away. And so if the word will not fade away, then my focus and concentration is on the word. And then when I read the word of God, I read the word of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. As if God is my shepherd. I read the word of God as if God is speaking to me. There's power in this this morning. There's restoration in this this morning. I can't, they pull, they pull. So you need to tell the ladies in Bible study to be fair to y'all on the next day. They pull so much out of me. Like I just can't scream like I want to. I just can't yell like I want to. There is so much liberation and freedom in this word. God is so intentional with you. God is so intentional with you. God is so, so he woke us up this morning. He says, this isn't the scriptures that he gave to just Lakeisha. These are the scriptures that he gave. Gave you like then these are these are the scriptures that he gave you these are the scriptures that he gave you for your day these are your instructions for the day this is the word that you're gonna nom, 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 nom. you're gonna eat on today this is this is what you're gonna eat on today this is what you're gonna meditate on today I'm not gonna meditate on nothing else I'm gonna meditate on his word because he already told me he gave me wisdom he's already told me he's gonna fill my mouth with good things all I gotta do is praise him all I gotta do is stay in a place of place I am not gonna murmur or complain today I'm gonna stand steady fast. I'm going to walk in that. And the, and, and the reason, can I give you this? Can I tie this into the good shepherd? Can I tie this into what we're studying, understanding God as a shepherd, right? We're beginning to understand how him as shepherd, right? We're beginning to understand and allow him to lead us. We're surrendering to him like never before. We're surrendering every circumstance. We're surrendering our marriage. We're surrendering our finances, we begin to pray and ask the Lord and he's recognized and showing us the places and the ways in which we don't trust him. And so we're just submitting those things to him, right? And so we've been learning how he is our good shepherd. And I want to just back up and give you this again, because we're going to get out of here on time today. When we say the Lord is our shepherd, we're saying we're giving ourselves over to him. We're going to let him guide us. We're going to let him direct us. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna let him, cause we're trying to get to the point. Remember this started because we are trying to get to the point of surely goodness and mercy. That's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to the point of surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we've recognized the only way that surely goodness and mercy is going to follow us all the days of our life is we allow to God to shepherd us. And if we allow to ourselves to properly steward over the word of God, we're not just saying God is our shepherd for the sake of looking good. We're not doing that anymore. We're overdoing things for looking good. We're overdoing things. We're learning him as shepherd. Many of us have not learned him as shepherd. We really haven't. Because when we learn him as shepherd, we'll stop resisting him. When we learn him as shepherd, we'll let him lead and guide us. When we learn him as shepherd, we're full of the Holy Spirit. When we learn him as shepherd, we stop trying to figure out things on our own. When we learn him as shepherd, we'll close our mouth when he says close our mouth. When we learn him as shepherd, we'll stop murmuring and complaining. When we learn him as shepherd, we'll start stop speaking on other people. We won't judge people with our own eyes. When we learn him as shepherd, we act differently. When we learn him as shepherd, we fight from a place of victory. When we learn him as shepherd, we understand that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. When we learn him as shepherd, 
When we learn, when we really learn to let him shepherd us, we take no worry. We're anxious for nothing. We're doing everything in prayer and supplication, making every request known before him because we know with thanksgiving, he is the God that is going to answer us. When we learn his, him as shepherd, we don't fight the enemy because we know that he contends with those that contend with us. When we learn him as shepherd, we take no anxiety. We're not going to worry about what we eat. We're not going to worry about food. We're not going to do that because that's the stuff the pagans do. We're not going to do what those that are not saved do. We're going to do what God told us to do. We're going to trust him with all our heart. We're not going to lean into our own understanding. In all our ways, we're going to acknowledge him and he's going to direct us our path. We're going to bring him into our business. We're going to bring him into our marriage. We're going to bring him into our ministry. We're going to bring him into as we raise our kids. We're going to bring him into our purpose. We're not going to be moved by what we see. We're not going to worry about danger seen and unforeseen. We understand that our prayer. Once we pray, a thousand is put to flight. And if I got a home girl, then 10,000 is put to flight. We know that he shields us. He protects us and he guides us when we learn him as shepherd. And so when we acknowledge and begin to acknowledge and say that the Lord is our shepherd, when we get really revelation of our shepherd, it sends us into chill mode. It gives us a chill pill. It helps us to recognize and realize that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. It might shoot up. The stalks may grow. We might see some root of it, but it's not going to prosper when we understand him like shepherd. We understand that we don't fight for ourselves, that he contends with those who contend with us when we learn him as shepherd. So when we learn him to shepherd us, that's what we do. We sing without a doubt. When we yield to the shepherd, when we submit to the shepherd, when we surrender to the shepherd, when we understand who he is, he tends to us. We don't try to tend to ourselves. He guides us. We don't resist him guiding us. He teaches us how to, he conducts us. Like he's the conductor. He's the one that determines our day. He ushers us into the, my God, he ushers us. He builds a convoy. My God, he establishes us. He marshals us. He steers us. He leads us. He takes us. He escorts us. He accompanies us. He walks with us. He shows us. He chaperones us. That's what it means for God to be our shepherd. Shepherd, his primarily, our safety, we know that our safety, I'm not going to be up worried about the terrors at night or those that fly by day or demonic oppression or depression. I'm not going to spend a whole time about what the enemy is saying. I'm not getting ready to give voice to the enemy. I'm going to trust the word and the voice of the shepherd. My God, Jesus is our good shepherd and he's the one. See, the good shepherd came to give you life. So I gave you some scriptures. I'm not going to give you the scriptures from yesterday. If you missed yesterday, go back and get it. Him as shepherd. But I want you to know that David began to recognize him also as king. Here is the king recognizing the king. Baby, I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone. I got to go. <laughs> Here is the king recognizing the king. Here is the king recognizing the king. Here is the king recognizing the king. Like if there's, here's the king recognizing the king, right? Here's the king. And the reason that David, I think, knew and understood how impactful he was as shepherd is because he had been a shepherd himself. But when he begins to recognize God as king, what he's saying is he is chief. (laughs) He is sovereign. He has reign. He possesses the powers of the government. (sighs) 
He possess, I'm going to say it one more time for some of y'all that didn't get the revelation. He possesses the power of the government. He is the chief supreme ruler with all, not limited, not some. The scripture is very clear that when Jesus got up, he came, he got up with not some power, but all power in heaven and earth in his hand. So if all power in heaven and earth is in his hands, why would I be worried about a government? Why would I be worried about a person? Why would I be worried about a circumstance? Why would I be worried about a situation? See, the sheep trust the shepherd. The sheep trust the shepherd. The sheep trust the shepherd. All power in heaven and earth is in his hands. All power in heaven and earth is in his hands. All power. Why would I spend any time, any effort, any focus on anything else than the fact of the one who holds the power? Matthew 28, 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. All authority. So if it's given to me, then I need to set myself in the protection of the good shepherd and stop living according to the world standard. My God, my God, I need to go. I Y'all go, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. So David began to recognize him as king. He knew he possessed the power of government. He knew he was the chief. He knew that he was sovereign. He knew that he was supreme. He knew that he was the ruler of the universe. Hebrews 1 and 13, 3 says he is the radiance. Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for proving yourself to be true in our life. I thank you, Father God, you are sovereign. You are the ruler of the universe. My God, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over the White House. I plead the blood of Jesus over my city. I plead the blood of Jesus over this nation. I thank you, Lord God, that there is nothing stronger than the blood. Hebrews 1.3, it says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Do you hear me with the good shepherd? Do you hear me about your God? After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. We receive him as king. When we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, we are saying, God, I give you sovereign rule over your life. God has, Jesus has sovereign rule over your life. Colossians 1.15. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. My God. Philippians 2, 9 and 11. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. My God, we already fight from a place of victory. Why are we spending energy and time on anything other than fighting from a place of victory? He said, I've given him the name above all every name so that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. At the name of Jesus, every knee. The only reason we don't trust this, the only reason we don't Sert ourselves is this because we don't trust him to be the good shepherd. Anytime we get caught up in everything that they're doing politically, I can say that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Every time they move us emotionally, every time we don't fight from the right position, we don't fight 
from a place of victory. If we are in God's kingdom, it does not matter who's in the White House. Every knee shall bow in human and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Ephesians 5, 14, 14, for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. I don't give it in. I don't know why we give energy to what we see, because when I give energy to what I see, when I give voice to what I see, then I don't trust Jesus. I don't care how foolish it looks. I don't care how overwhelming it looks. I don't care. I shouldn't even be pulled into this world system. Unless God called me to be involved and worked in it, why would I give energy when the Lord has already told me the authority and the power is in him and Christ Jesus? Why would I spend time anxious, worried? No, I'm going to plead and apply the blood and I'm going to ask God, where do I stand in this? Ephesians 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and the Father of the, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. When he becomes our shepherd, when he becomes our shepherd, then we shall not want. <laughs> we shall, we shall, we shall not want. Because not only does he shepherd us, but he also hosts us. That he, not only does he shepherd us, but he also hosts us. We have our eyes on the wrong things. We forgot that he is sovereign, that he is Lord, that he is king. We forgot that his glory will arise. We forgot there's been people in office. He raised up Pharaoh. There's been different things that has happened before. We forgot historically what has happened and that God has already been for us. He has always been for us. He has always been with us. He is so sovereign. He is so just. He is so true. The scripture says be anxious for nothing. We ought not be worried. We not, ought not be worried about what this world is worried about. We ought not be worried about what this world is worried about. We ought not be moved by what this world sees. We should be taking our reverence, our sovereign, in the fact that the Lord as shepherd, he sustains us. That the Lord is with us. And just like God was a shepherd to David, and just like David was to the sheep, so is God to us. And we take our resident in that, and we trust him as shepherd. God owns us, and that's what our value is in, and that's what he rests in, right? We already know we have need of a shepherd, and so we're going to let God shepherd us, and then we shall not want. Can I tell you something? I'm going to leave you with this and I'm going to take my little stuff right on out here. I'm going to leave you with this and I'm going to take my little stuff right on out here. When we get to the place that we understand the Lord is our shepherd and we shall not want. This is a declaration and a decision. I can't, I can't stump it. This is a declaration and a decision. It is a declaration and a decision that I make, Right? When I say I shall not want, it means all my needs are supplied by 
the Lord, not by man. So when man starts talking trash, like he has authority to take my job or take my provision, I do not argue with man. I let him have it. And then the Lord's going to vindicate me. The Lord's going to raise up an advocate for me. The blood is going to speak on my behalf, especially when I have not done wrong. Especially when I have not, like when I have not done wrong, when I am in position, when I am not in place, when I am good, right? I am not. The, the decision to not want is a declaration and a decision. It's a declaration that I'm declaring that I shall not want, right? I shall supply all, God's going to supply every last need. Philippians 4, he's going to supply all my needs according to his, 4 and 19, he's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. I get a picture and an image in my head that I lack nothing. And if I'm letting the Lord lead me and shepherd me, he's always going to lead and shepherd me to a place of provision. God does not lead his sheep and not provide for them. God does not lead his sheep and not protect him. And so if I'm not seeing the protection and the provision, I got to ask myself, am I being, I'm, am I in the leading? Am I in the, am I, am I in the leading? Am I in the leading? Am I being really led by him? Then I shall not want also means I desire. I desire, this is what I desire, not, not saying I don't have expectations, not saying that I'm not steadfast and I'm not, but what it means is I desire, I decide not to desire more than what the Lord shepherd gives me. So when the Lord is saying, this is what I need in the, the season, I do not become covetedness. I do not begin to covet what doesn't belong to me. I don't begin to become unsettled. Paul said, I learned to be content without and content with. I learned to be content. And if it is not manifested yet, I don't charge God. I'm not blaming God. I'm not stop. I'm not going to stop celebrating God. I'm not going to stop rejoicing God. Right. Paul said that he says in Philippians 4 and 11, he says, I'm not saying I'm this out of need for I've learned to be content regardless of my situation, regardless of my situation. I've learned. And so when I let the Lord shepherd me, when I recognize I shall not want, can I tell you what this is saying? At the only place that I think that I'm wanting or I'm lacking is when I do not trust. Come on, Malisha. Come on, Malisha. Come on, woman of God. The only the, is when I think I'm lacking something. When I, when I don't understand that in every season he provides for me, might be manna in this season, might be quail in the next season, right? But he's proving something to me. Go back and read Deuteronomy 8 when he says, I led you through this desert. I led you through this wilderness so that you could only depend on me. I led you through this wilderness so that you could only live on Every word that proceeds out my mouth, I led you in this wilderness so that you would become so hungry and thirsty for me. I led you in this wilderness so that you could know my voice because my sheep know my voice. I led you in this wilderness so that you could make a decision to serve me. I led you in this wilderness so that I could purify you. So when I shall not want, it's a declaration. That God has absolutely everything I need, but it's a decision that I'm not going to move without God. That's it. 
It's a decision. I'm not going to walk into no counterfeits. I'm not going to make up my own provision. I'm not going to make up my own marriage. I'm not going to push myself. Now I'm going to be content in this season and out of this season. And God, you're going to give me the wisdom because you already gave me the scripture for that earlier. You're going to give me the wisdom I need. You're going to provide. I'm going to open my mouth wide. You're going to fill my mouth. You've already given my hands over to the enemies. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on what I see. I'm going to trust what you say to me in your word. That's it. That's it. Ain't the Holy Spirit good to us? Ain't the Holy Spirit good to us? That's it. Father God, we thank you for your word today. We will not be shaken or we will not be moved. If there is anybody on here that has not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's your first decision you make. That's your first decision you make. That's the first decision you make. You know what? I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Yeah, yeah, you got to be Coakley. You got to be content in this season. Contentment. And can I tell you something? Come on, Holy Spirit. Can I tell you about something about contentment? In contentment, I'll worship you. In contentment, I'll praise you. In contentment, I might not get the understanding, but I'll be led for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, this is all you got to say. D Jesus, I sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Now come into my heart and become Lord and Savior over my life. I need you. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email. Let me send you a Bible. Let me send you some materials so we can help you be solid in your relationship with God. Keep showing up to the devotional. I love you so much. My God. Now, my final thing to you is I'm just going to ask you to partner with us. Go over to the website. If God puts it in your heart, go click on the donate button. Give to LMJ Ministries. If God says, you know what? I need you to partner with that ministry so she can help her help, help the ministry team continue to get the gospel, continue to feed the streets, continue to support Drew Projects, continue to support the set. Salvation Army, I need you to put, go do it or cash app us, dollar sign LMJ ministry, but don't bypass that moment. Don't bypass the opportunity um, to give. Don't do that. Don't let the enemies, don't, there's no slack in your hand. There's no slack in God's hand. That's a good declaration. And there's going to be no slack in your hand. In Jesus name, amen. I cover you in the blood of Jesus. I thank you no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I thank you, Lord God, that we are learning to rightly divide the word and we walk in the fullness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus. This is a lifestyle. So Father God, I thank you for changing our lifestyle. My God, if you want to know more about us, Go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Y'all pray my strength. Y'all pray for refreshing. Y'all pray and ask the Lord to restore me. Be right back here. If you are not on Ladies Bible Study, I'm going to admonish you. There are so many testimonies in this group. God has been showing out. Woman of God closed on her house. Woman of God was believing God for a job. Woman of God needed healing. If you're not in, if you're not in ladies Bible study, I'm going to suggest to you that you become a part of ladies Bible study. God is doing something significantly. God is growing us in grace. I cover you in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Let favor go before you and be your rear guard. That's my declaration in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.